Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Okay, welcome back to the Well Podcast. I have such a good friend on today. I'm so excited that we finally locked her down. She's a busy mom of a young little girl, and she is a mental health therapist. She's in Minnesota right now. Um, But I actually know Gianna Reese from church when she was really, really young. Gianna, how (laughs) old were you when when I met you? Were you like, I think probably like 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were little. Um, I was chasing around littles at the time (laughs) as you were growing up. Then you got married actually to another young man from our church. You guys got married and they're just, we all got to kind of watch you guys date and then get married and start your life. Is, is, is Eric, did he graduate yet? Or he's about to? Yeah. 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 So my husband, Eric, graduated from uh, Lutheran Brethren Seminary in uh, May of this year. Yeah. And so he's serving as a pastor here in in Minnesota and actually just took a call in Connecticut where we'll be serving there too. Yeah. She just told me the news. They're going to be moving to Connecticut. And Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about a big load, a pastor. And so you (laughs) you have the pastor wife role and then also a therapist. So what is that like? Yeah. Yeah. I I think a lot of people um, have lots of really interesting reactions to that. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that Eric and I have always just both had a passion for serving others and that has looked, um, different, right. Where I'm definitely more of mental health space and he's more ministry space, but those intersect and cross over so much. And so, um, yeah, it feels really nice to kind of have a, a partner in that, in that, in that mission focus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it was no surprise when you got into that field of work, you've always been just really intuitive and, and really discerning. And so I just, I think it's awesome, the work that you've done. Um, But I didn't know exactly what you were doing until I started seeing your TikToks pop up. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah. So tell tell them where to find you on TikTok. Yeah. So um, I have a TikTok account, like, I guess you could say professional TikTok account whatever that means. Um, and you can find it by searching the millennial dot therapist. Um, you should find me there and yeah, I just make short educational videos and, um, snippets. You know, I, I work with a lot of, uh, teenagers and I just had, and, and, you know, adults do who would come in with all this kind of like mental health information. And most of it was misinformation. And, um, I was just kind of like horrified by that and wondering like, what are these people finding online and on, and especially on TikTok now. And mm-hmm. so I thought, well, I could do that and provide some, uh, you know, accurate mental health. 
And so I did. And I do that from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I just, I love those little, I love that little snippet. I guess just the culture, even though I'm not a millennial, quite a bit older <laughs> than that. I still, I've always had a short attention span or, you know, my dad, who was our pastor, he's a short sermon <laughs> guy. I just uh-huh. like it to be short and to the point. And so I think it's yeah. really, really helpful for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. who are you mainly working with? Who are your clients now? Or who do you kind of have the heart to? I find that a lot of therapists kind of attract a certain clientele. Um, has yeah. that been your experience or? Yeah. So, so, well, right now I work with a variety of clients. So I think my youngest client is uh, two or three and then my oldest is 67, maybe. And wow. so pretty wide variety, but I do have kind of a clinical focus and, and probably more experience and expertise working with teenagers and then also working with moms. Um, I know we were just talking about before that by way of um, collaborating with other clinicians, um, I've really seen the impact of being able to provide mental health services, not only to kids who are having a hard time, but the moms and the families who are supporting those kids. Um, It's absolutely foundational. And so a lot of my uh, caseload and a lot of clients I see are based on that too, just families and moms trying to, trying to figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I just, I just had another therapist friend on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and I was asking her and I would, I would like to know what you think. When is it time to go see you? <laughs> because um. I, I am, um, and you know, my story, but I, I, I just wish that I would have gotten some professional help and just mm-hmm. some of those tools that you teach about on your TikTok. I mm-hmm. wish that I would have gotten those much sooner. Mm-hmm. I think that I thought that I got all the tools that I needed from the church. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that anymore. I think that um, obviously for our salvation and, and, and that the Bible has amazing training, but I think mm-hmm. that some of those misinformations and negative thoughts that kind of start to take over lack of setting boundaries, different things would have mm-hmm. made a really big impact if I would have gotten help sooner. So when do you recommend, um, do you think everyone needs therapy? Do you think that when you start getting stressed out, when you like, what are some of the things to look for that it's like, okay, it's time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a kind of a complicated, multifaceted, I think, question. Mm-hmm. Um, so so first, I um, I always think about uh, emotional expression, boundary setting, um, having emotional intelligence. I think we do tend to think that that's something that's given, or maybe something that we are born with, or that we just naturally pick up as we go. Um, but we do not. That is a myth. <laughs> Um, all of those things are skills, just like everything else we learn in life is a skill. So like if we think about um, riding bikes, right, we have to be taught how to ride a bike. We have to try it out. We have to fail at it. Um, we have to have someone there guiding us really intentionally who has the experience and has the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we wouldn't take a kid who has never, who had never learned how to ride a bike or an adult who has never been taught how to ride a bike. Um, and then give them a bike and say, what's wrong with you? Why can't you ride it? <laughs> yeah. Like, Everyone knows how to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. Like you saw other people ride bikes. So just like, do it. Didn't your mom ride a bike? You know, like that kind of a thing. Like we would never do that. Um, but we do that with emotional intelligence, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like we have, like many people don't have histories where they were very intentionally taught. Um, Even if they did go to places like church or um, had other important cultural factors in their life or supportive Mm -hmm. people in their life even, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we tend to do and to teach and pass down what we know and what we have seen. And that's not always what's most helpful. And so- (laughs) That's such a nice way of putting that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, And so to kind of circle back to your question, um, I think most people come to see me when it becomes most obvious that they're having the gaps in the skills. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I would say that everyone needs to be in therapy, but I do think that as a culture and, um, just society at large, um, it, we would so benefit from just basic emotional skills training, just like we get about any other topic we have in school. Um, yeah. And so I think everyone kind of needs that. Where you get that can be from therapy and it could be from other places too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I think I think when people really start struggling, generally they it, that becomes obvious to them. So um. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and yeah, and I think that as your husband's a pastor, as a pastor's daughter, I think that I indirectly saw a lot of different counseling and um, Mm -hmm. relationships laid out. But I just think that sometimes your personality plays into it a lot too. As an empath, I had no idea how much I needed some extra boundary setting. And instead I put myself in ministry positions where I spread myself even more thin. And so it's just really interesting. It, it, I, I think maybe there might be a tie too. maybe you'll, you'll agree with kind of how much you and you like taking on because <laughs> if you like to take a lot on, I think people need help navigating yeah. that sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think personality factor. Yeah. is huge to mm-hmm. um, how you're going to respond and react to different things. And oh, they're just a host, a host of factors. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So tell us just kind of what you're seeing in the world right now. Just, I'm going to give you the floor and you tell us kind of what you are seeing that will help the most people um, not only navigate some difficult emotions or situations, but just, just your take on, on what you're seeing right now. Sure. Yeah. So, so something that I think is kind of interesting is the shift. Um, just in our culture at large, um, where we are seeing a, um, people paying attention more to wellness as a whole. And so, I mean, similar to, you know, what you do in your work, Kari, just, um, not only focusing on our health and like what we eat or those kinds of habits, but also uh, what we experience and how that totally has an impact on how we feel and how we operate in the world and how we show up. And um, I think that's good. And I think that is dangerous a little bit um, Mm -hmm. because sort of like I had talked about before, I think there are a lot of, there's a lot of information, a lot of people out there on Europe and other places who um, could be capitalizing on that and not providing the greatest information. Um, But Mm -hmm. it is also an exciting opportunity, I think, for people who do have training and education expertise in those fields to provide education in a really accessible way um, so that people can can learn and strengthen those skills that we were just talking about, those uh, those emotional intelligence skills and 
and have the tools to do that. So I'm really excited about that um, mm-hmm. and also leery. But um, again, a part of my motivation for um, showing up in spaces like this and on TikTok is 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 really because of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, knowledge is dangerous. I mean, even even in what I share, it's always from a place of my own personal experience. And hopefully people use the wisdom to yeah. it really drives me crazy in health though. Cause if you just listen to what everyone says, you would never do anything because everyone says something different. <laughs> it's so <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What do I do? How do I know? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, to to kind of to think about that too, I um I think there's also even been a shift in the in the medical community to an extent. It's a very slow moving um shift. But um where even medical communities and, and medical providers are starting to pay attention to the impacts that like mental health has on the body and vice versa, right? So um I think there's been this philosophy that's deep rooted in the in the medical sphere of this notion of duality, which means we are dual beings. We have both mind and we have body. Um, but really that's that's not a complete accurate picture of of what's mm-hmm. going on and who we are as beings. Um, we don't have mind and body and spirit. We are all of those things at once, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just to kind of think about it from a biblical perspective as well, you know, the Bible tells us we're made in God's image and God has emotional expression. Um, God is a trying being himself. And and not that I'm saying at all that we are like mini gods or anything of that <laughs> kind of theological notion. Um, however, you know, um, the God is three be- beings in one. He's more than the, than the sum of his parts. Um, and so we are too. And so when we talk about how to be, how to show up in um, in a way that's healthy for ourselves, we have to take into consideration how the systems are all interconnected. Our mind, our spirit, our body is all together as one and separate at the same time. Just that paradoxical nature of the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been doing so much research about, um, which is why I want you to get into the vagus nerve a little bit. Um, just how much our emotional health ties in with our physical health. And Mm -hmm. I had someone on the podcast, um, with like somatic work, like actually like moving through and it's, it's just, it's really interesting. Um, and I've just always known it in my own life. You know, I've just Mm -hmm. always known that there's such a tie, um, tie between it. So, so, so tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I love the videos that you did about this. It was so interesting. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I did do quite a few videos on, um, the poly polyvagal exercises and the vagus nerve. So to kind of go, um, to give like basic education about that first, the vagus nerve is the biggest nerve in your body. And it runs from your brain all the way through the trunk of your body It connects all of the organs um, to your central nervous system. And so the central nervous system is the system in our body that reacts to our experiences. And we all know this, right? We've all experienced a stomach ache before we had to do a big speech or um, a headache when our kids are being crazy and our house is a mess and we have a thousand things to do. 
right? And so our body actually responds to the things that we're experiencing day to day. And um, it does this to try to help us. Right? <laughs> um, we can kind of go back to those like fight, flight, or freeze responses, right? If we are in a place where we perceive danger for ourselves, um, our body starts to shift our digestive, our digestive system shuts down and um, our circulatory system ramps up to prepare us to flee, to prepare us to fight, to do whatever it needs to be safe. Um, but the tricky part is that in modern society, we're not feeling unsafe or we're not perceiving threats from bears in the woods anymore. We're perceiving threats from emails from our boss and our house being chaotic and our kid giving us attitude and all sorts of different things that are going on. Um, and so our, our vagal, our vagal nerve is just being activated all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can create vagal nerve dysregulation. And when we have vagal nerve dysregulation, we feel that physically in our body, um, you know, can produce things like chronic migraines is actually a thing that I experience pretty often and I'm trying to get under control myself. Mm -hmm. um, things like IBS and a whole host of different kinds of chronic diseases and illnesses and experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said before, the medical community, the mental health community, we're all starting to figure this out. And there are some really awesome researchers out there um, in fact, I can, I could probably name a few if people want to look up books or um, videos, podcasts, things by these researchers and authors. Um, so what, yeah, that would be um, great. And then I can put them in the show notes below. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, Steven Rosenberg, he has a book called The Healing Power of the Vagus Nerve. That is a really incredible book and probably talks about um, this vagal theory the most in a really accessible way. Also, Stephen Porges, he um, talks a lot about the vagus nerve. And then just on that like mind-body connection and working with that, there's Daniel Siegel, Dr. Gabermate, and uh, Don Kabat-Zinn. So lots of, lots of information out there that's really accessible to too many. Um, but uh, what, what they're seeing is that there are really two approaches to... Uh, there are two approaches to addressing these challenges, okay? So traditionally, say we were experiencing stress, overwhelm, anxiety. Um, the mental health community traditionally addressed that with a top-down approach. So what that means is we're going to look at your thoughts, we're going to look at your feelings, and we're going to work with those. We're going to try to change the way you're thinking about things and the way that you're processing things cognitively. And that's going to help to... Um, that's going to help you feel less anxiety, less stress, less overwhelm. It's going to calm your body down, right? And that's a great approach. Um, and that's still used today. And uh, if you go to therapy, that's what a lot of therapists will use. Um, but it really is half the picture. So on the flip side, there's the bottom up approach. And that means um, we're not only going to work with you cognitively, but we're going to work with your body to calm your mind. So we can use our mind to calm our body. We can use our body to calm our mind. And when you can really tap into both of those, that's when you that's when you really hit the ticket. That's when you're doing really, really good work. And so that's where these 
uh, bagel exercises, polybagel exercises come in. It's that mm -hmm. bottom up approach. So working with the body to help calm the mind and address the stress in a body-based way. I don't know if you want me to talk about like specific exercises to do. Um, well, just a couple, but I just have to ask though, like, I think I knew that obviously that there was a, a, not just a gut brain connection, but a whole body mm -hmm. connection. But how did we not know? Was this nerve just found? How did we not? How, oh, am, sure. I just, how, how am I just learning about this <laughs> at 46 years old? Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> and there are a lot of theories about that. Um, big pharma, you know, being involved financially is one of them. But we've known this for a really long time. Um, there are actually lots and lots of studies done in the 60s and 70s that um, look to see the connection of emotional stability and emotional intelligence on the body. Um, Dr. Gabermate has a book called When the Body Says No. And oh, that is just a fabulous book. I would recommend that to everyone. And, and just, yeah, just a great book. But he runs down so many studies and also personal experiences because he himself is a medical doctor um, that that show, yeah, that there is this connection. Now, why that's not talked about more? I'm really, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'll, because I'll tell you, when my kids were little, I needed to put my legs up a wall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was needed. I needed yeah. more tools, and I truly don't feel like I had them. I don't feel yeah. like they were. It's the purpose of this podcast. I didn't feel like, you know, I put this in the category of self care just because I don't talk about self care as getting your nails done and whatever, you know, truly, yeah. truly like knowing how your body recharges and what you need to do in order to take care of yourself and other people. So yeah. I just, um, yeah, it just blows my mind. You know, it's even what got me into essential oils. I didn't know the, the how medicinal plants were until yeah. I was right. a young mom. And it doesn't occur to me that this was not more mainstream. So that's the good part. We talk about the danger of talking about a lot of stuff on social media, but this is definitely, yeah. this is yeah. definitely the good part. Um, so just, I know you can't go through all of them, but just a couple exercises maybe to, so you're actually activating it. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're okay. activating the vagus nerve and um, what you're wanting to do is get it into regulation where it's in rest and digest mode. Um, so that's when your um, frontal lobe is going to be online. So the frontal lobe right behind your forehead, that's responsible for higher order thinking, problem solving, um, reframing anxieties and, and negative thoughts, all of those good things. And so when our uh, vagal nerve is activated and regulated, um, that's when uh, that really becomes a powerful tool. And so, yeah, there are a couple of ways to do that. And because it's a body-based technique, you're going to be doing really weird things with your body. And so um, if you just maybe have a little bit of faith with it and, and do the weird things, even though it feels weird, then um, yeah, you'll, you'll get to see the benefit of it. And so these exercises, they're good for um, when you're in stress, but also when you're doing just fine and you are already in mm -hmm. rest and digest mode. Because um, just like anything else with our body, we can form habits. And so if you're in a state of, of chronic stress where your vagus nerve is constantly becoming dysregulated, um, that's because you probably inadvertently trained it to do that. 
through when you're addicted to the adrenaline or the yes yeah cortisol or if, level yeah yeah or if you experienced like chronic loss or trauma um or just mm-hmm. adverse experiences you have trained your body right to be doing that so just like you trained your body to be dysregulated you can train your body to be regulated and mm-hmm. it's just practice right the more you do it the more your body gets used to it and it starts to click into it easier and so um, there is a, an exercise called the basic exercise. And this comes um, from the book that I had referenced earlier, The Healing Power of the Vagus Nerve by, with Steven Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look on YouTube, there are tons of free uh, videos where it, you can follow through visually and see it. And, uh, that might be a little easier. So what you do is you start by um, interlocking your fingers like in front of you. And then you put that behind your head, right at the base of your skull. So you shouldn't be like pushing your head back on it, but you should feel a little pressure from your head. Then you're going to want to keep your head straight. So don't move your head, but move your eyes to the right. And you're going to fix it on a position to the right as far as you can go and just keep your eyes there. And you're wanna, you want to keep it there for a minute, a minute and a half, or until you find your body um, yawn or take a deep breath, um, something of that nature. That means that your mm. vagus nerve is activated. That means you're going into rest and digest and your body is responding to that. Uh, keep that position and then move your eyes all the way to the left and do the same thing. And this is really powerful to do like when you wake up or before you go to bed every day. It's going to help to uh, strengthen your body's habit to more easily regulate the vagus nerve when it needs. Hmm. Um, another really good uh, exercise that activates the vagal nerve is through uh, the neck. So your vagus nerve runs from your brain down through your neck to the trunk of your body. And so it could be really powerfully activated by um doing like humming exercises. You'll hear a lot of people um, like on YouTube and other places suggest that you do an ohm. So like ohm, where it's like a steady humming, Um, but Mm -hmm. also singing, right? And I talked about this on my TikTok. I don't think it is a accident or a fluke Mm -hmm. that so many religious practices involve speaking, chanting, singing, um, praying out loud. God built our bodies. He knows what it needs. And so when he mm-hmm. suggests that we do things out loud, he knows that 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 nerve is there that could be stimulated um, in times yeah. that we need it. So um, humming, Absolutely. singing, things like that, and then deep breaths as well can help to mm-hmm. stimulate the vagus nerve through your throat. So is the legs up on a wall the real one? A real one. <laughs> so yeah, I have I have heard that, and there are lots of body based techniques too, right? So this is okay. also why yoga has exploded in the mental health sphere, um, mm-hmm. and and that is legitimate. Like there are actual things we can do with our body that help release different parts of our nervous system, and the legs on the wall is one of them. Yeah, so there's tons of information and exercises out there that that help. Yeah, that's awesome. I. I have never heard it in the terms of we used to do more of a top down approach and this is mm-hmm. kind of a bottom up that that makes perfect sense because I think that's I think a lot of us feel like there's no hope because my life 
situation that I'm stressed about isn't going to change, you know, Mm -hmm. or moms will come to me and be like, there's no point in me trying to sleep better because my kids just don't sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Like it feels like, well, it's never going to change. So these things that can get us into rest and digest Mm -hmm. that are not just power of a better mindset. Right. Right. Is so helpful because you can't just sometimes muscle your way into feeling better, but your body can be, be trained to do these techniques. So I think that is so helpful for a mom listening that is like, I don't want to be told to just have a better attitude anymore. Yeah. You know, right. yeah, <laughs> it's not going to yeah. change. <laughs> right. Sometimes life just kind of sucks and it's <laughs> yeah. just, you know what I mean? And, and, and there's a certain acceptance that can be freeing, but also, yeah, just like you're saying, we can't, there's that concept of like that toxic positivity too, where, you know, mm-hmm. just believe that things are going to be better and they will be. And sometimes life doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. Will you come back on? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. It's just, um, I appreciate your education. Also, just everything that you get in the field that you have. Um, it's just really important work, I think. Sure. So awesome. Such a perfect thing for your personality. And I love <laughs> Thank you. And I, you are getting a little Minnesota accent. Sometimes. Oh my God. I <laughs> like, I did not realize it actually until I started the TikToks. I recorded myself and played it back and I was like horrified. I mean, not that the Minnesota accent's an awful thing, but my goodness, I've only been in the Midwest three years and Oh, I can go back to talk to my cousins for a weekend. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's just, it's so addicting. It probably activates the the vagus nerve because it's kind of sing-songy and it makes you rest more. It's crazy to hear my four-year-old too, just like, you know, because she she really like learned how to talk here. So, you know, for her to go, oh, or like, I'm like, where, where are you getting? this but yeah I love it (laughs) thank you so much for being on please come on again just whenever you feel like there's something that this audience needs to hear just text me and we would love to have you on yeah thank you so much Kari and thanks for for doing this work (laughs) thanks say hi to everybody bye I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.